Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. I really like French toast. What's well, you know? It, you know, you always forget that there's egg involved. Like you think it's like the sweet and like delicious breakfast dessert type item, and then you realize there are eggs on it the entire time. Yeah, you've been like two or three eggs with with toast. There's all that protein. Mm-hmm. I think you have to eat a lot of slices, though, to get all the protein. <laughs> <laughs> to get those gains. Right. <laughs> Gotta do it. Getting and I'm not, I think the syrup just counteracts it all. The syrup? Syrup. What are you saying? <laughs> syrup. How do you say it? I don't know. I think I say syrup. Syrup? Oh. Yeah, maybe Syrup. Not. I say syrup. Maple syrup. syrup. Welcome to the South. We have syrup. Syrup here. Yeah. Well, you know what else is here? What? Another Vici Mundum episode. <laughs> We've been recording this entire time while we talked about nonsensical things. French toast. Yeah. yeah. My, wife, my wife made Anthony French toast this morning um, because he had mass and, and we're doing a morning podcast and she was afraid he did not get anything to eat and so she took care of him. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> it was appreciated. Uh, honestly, I mean, pr- people always think priests and seminarians are starving, but oftentimes uh, people give us a lot of food. But... That is not a reason not to stop giving us food. So, <laughs> Be careful, Anthony. Be we careful. like food, but thank you. And and you know what else is cool? We've been cooking a lot more at the rectory. Mm, nice. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Were you a cook prior to this? No. No, no I, I let Panera doing my, do my cooking. <laughs> What's one interesting thing that you've made so far that you're, that you're proud of? I was pretty proud of... Um, we made this really good vindaloo pork vindaloo last like a week and a half ago hmm. yeah i've never like, even heard of what does vindaloo mean i have no idea what vindaloo means but it's an indian dish it was very good oh, nice. <clears throat> and it had this weird spice called garam masala mm. i don't know if i'm saying that right garam masala it sounds right i'm not indian this sounds right though i don't know if it sounds right but it tasted right mm. <laughs> that's all that matters uh was that a crock pot meal uh yeah mm. yep Yep, we have a crock pot. We also have a rice cooker. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, Lent has been a good journey of learning how to cook for ourselves. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do that. Yeah. Was that a Lenten goal? Yeah, so we've we've been, like, eating out a lot. So our Lenten uh, practice uh, has been to try and cut that back as much as possible. Like, not eat out. So eating simpler. Nice. So, but we already had a podcast on Lent, so. Uh, but today, today our topic, I thought maybe um, I have something a little bit, a little bit new um, to kind of throw past you guys. Uh, oh, and actually, before we even go into that podcast item, uh, let's just go ahead and go around the circle and say who is actually here present, because you guys don't see us. <laughs> We're here, but we don't see you, and you don't see us. So, my name is Anthony Ferguson. I'm uh, the pastoral year seminarian here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And uh, to my right is Ken White, uh, the Director of Youth Ministry and Young Adult Ministry. Indeed. And across the table from me is Austin Fahrenholt, the Director of Advancement. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, that's all of us. Um, so, yeah. So, topic. Let's talk topic. All right. So, um, one of the most popular Catholic prayers is the Hail Mary, Right. Yes. How many times do you think you guys pray the Hail Mary every single day? Every day? Well, I, I mean, I usually say a rosary. Uh-huh. And then I tack in a few more 
Golly, I don't know, maybe close to 100? 100 Hail Marys. All right, how about you, Ken? Maybe not that many. Probably not 100, but it tends to be my kind of go-to short prayer. So if I'm leading a quick prayer with someone or I just need to say a quick prayer for discernment, I usually pray the Hail Mary. Yeah. You know, 100 is probably too high. I'm going to go with like 70. Yeah. 75. Yeah, with a rosary, you get a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's like 53 right there. 53. That's right. So, um, so yeah, it's like one of the most common Catholic prayers. Um, have you ever like gone line by line and thought about what the Hail Mary meant? I actually have. Yeah. You have. Yeah. Okay. So like what, what prompted that? Did you, did you feel like you were kind of just saying it too quickly and you're like, whoa, what am I actually saying or what? Yeah. I mean a little bit of that. So I did a, um, I've thought about it, you know, I mean, I'm a cradle Catholic, so the Hail Mary has been in my life since my first memory but uh so i mean different points in my life i've kind of thought about what is this prayer that i'm saying all the time um and and it's kind of developed as i've gotten older but most recently uh about a year ago i did a consecration to mary well Mm -hmm. to jesus through mary and um uh and through that and then i read the book uh true devotion to mary which is great and in the end um there's some different prayers that louis marie de montfort did and he added something, you know, the Hail Mary, um, uh, near in the middle of the prayer when he says, um, blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus, depending on the mystery that you're doing of the rosary. So say it's a crowning of thorns, you know, blessed is the fruit of your womb, thy womb, Jesus, who was crowned with thorns. Huh. So he added that and it, man, that just sparked something for me. And I thought, whoa, like he made that prayer into kind of a conversation and, and, pulled it deeper into meditation. Um, and so anyway, then, I, yeah, so from reading that, I started kind of thinking about it a lot more. But That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and what I can imagine is helpful about that is that you are being reminded each Hail Mary of the mystery that exactly. you're focusing on. Because one of the struggles I have with praying the rosary, and I love the rosary, and I'm very uh, devoted to our Blessed Mother and um, but I, the repetition over and over again and forgetting that during that repetition, I'm supposed to be truly entering into the mystery. So I catch myself sometimes praying the rosary and I'm just saying the words. Mm. Yeah. And on occasion, I'm revisiting that mystery, but I'm not really going deeper into the mystery and walking with Christ in that. And so I, I'm always really grateful when prayer works in such a way as a gift from God to have a really devoutly prayed rosary where I'm really meditating on the mysteries. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked this question, and I think the topic of today uh, is relevant, is because I think for a lot of Catholics and for, you know, whether you're a cradle Catholic that's been praying the Hail Mary forever, or maybe you're a, a new person, a new Catholic who like is just starting to like learn how to pray the rosary or are interested in learning like what is, what does Mary have to do with my prayer life? Um, the Hail Mary can become very, very, uh, just rote, very like just kind of something that Catholics insert if they don't know what else to pray. Sure. Uh, so I think it would be fruitful for us maybe to think about like line by line, what is the Hail Mary saying? And how to enter into that prayer a little bit more deeply this uh, this podcast episode. That sounds fantastic. I'm All right, do that. so let's just jump right on in. So um, first words, Hail Mary. What what do you guys think of when you hear the words Hail Mary? Well, I think of you know uh, Hail um, 
kind of has a number of, of connotations. The most like coarse one is you hail a taxi cab, right? So you're, yeah. wa- you're waving down something, um, trying to get somebody's attention, you know? But then you also hear hail in terms of royalty um, to say, you know, uh, um, all hail king whoever. Um, and it, it, so it's kind of like a, uh, so I think of it as like getting attention, but also like a term of um, honor. Honor, yeah, for royalty. There you go. Absolutely. So, um, so a- another thing that I'd like to do in this kind of episode is is look at the Hail Mary through the lens of like how can we apply this to ourselves? Because, mm-hmm. and I think the Hail, the first verse, Hail Mary, speaks to that is because these are the words of Gabriel to Mary at the Annunciation, and when Gabriel approaches Mary. He's not merely approaching Mary. He's approaching her in a particular way. And there's a very unique mission that only Mary is going to be fulfilling, the mother of God. But, like, on a bigger scale, he's also he's also kind of flagging down the attention of humanity. Oh. Right? Like, he's trying to hail the taxi cab of us. Um, it's God approaching the human race, right? So, um, that's really neat. I never thought of that, like in terms of kind of a global perspective that it's, it's like God, uh, flagging down humanity, you know, kind of through Mary, right? Absolutely. Which is how he came to us. Um, that, I mean, Jesus received his humanity through the body of Mary. Like she was the entryway through which like Christ took on flesh. Mm. That reminds me of an image in college. I used to go visit. I went to Catholic University of America, and I used to go visit the Franciscan monastery um, up the street from Catholic University. And there's an image there as you're walking around the gardens, and it's in one of their chapels. You can look through this gate to see the image, and it's Gabriel approaching Mary, but he's um, he's on one knee before mm. her. Wow, and and it just, I remember it striking me very, um, very strong in college because of that sort of here is an angel of God, like bowing towards Mary when he's hailing her because of the honor that's being given to her by God mm-hmm. and because of the role that she's going to play. So I've always had that image in my head um, since since I first saw it. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah. And, and that... that... Um, posture speaks to the fact that this is an invitation. Like Mary is totally free, you know, like Gabriel uh, on behalf of God is saying like, do you want to be a part of this amazing thing that's called the incarnation? And so he, he says, hail Mary. Like it's, it's a, it's a sign of like, just remembering that, that Mary is, is able to receive this invitation um, it's not like God forcing himself in. It's not God imposing something on us. Um, yeah. So, okay. So that's that's probably enough for the first two words of the prayer. <laughs> um, second of all, it's full of grace. So what, what does full of grace mean in this context? And how does it apply to us? Yeah, man. So I like to meditate on, on the like fullness, you know, of something actually being full um, and and for an angel to say that to Mary, that you are full of grace, you know, that, that grace is God's free gift, freely given. Um, and, but there's an element of us like, um, and I don't quite understand all of this, but there's an element of us being able to receive it, you know, mm-hmm. like we can be cut off from grace due to sin. Um, and, uh, 
And so for her to be full of grace would imply, you know, that she's not cut off from it, that there's not, there's not sin. Um, and that, that she, she actually, I mean, there's just something about that fullness that Mary has of the grace of God. And mind you, she's not an infant at this point. She's lived, I think a lot of theologians say she's around 15, um, at this annunciation. And so, uh, you know, 15 years of life and to come down and say, you're full of grace. I mean, that speaks volumes about who she is as a, as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's it's always been a point of meditation for me. What what did it look like for Mary and the people around Mary for her being full of grace? Because I've met holy people and they've been astonishing and they've been inspiring. But besides receiving our Lord in the Eucharist, I've never met someone you know um, that's that's only human that is completely. And full of grace, yeah. and I, I, I would imagine that it, it certainly would affect the people around her, in in some way. No doubt. Um, either either that they are inspired by her example, or um, because they're far from God, turned off by it. But I, I think there would certainly be an effect that she had on the community that she was around. But I, I mean, I don't know. That's just speculation. Can I uh, can I challenge you a little bit on that? Yeah. So I think you have met someone who is full of grace, a freshly baptized person. Oh, this is true. <laughs> okay, okay. That's yeah. true. That's, That's true. true. So like yeah. in that event, they have died with Christ and they are risen with Christ. And though they were not kept free from sin before, I mean, they had the stain of original sin. Mary never had that. At the same time, they are now like their their slate is completely clean. Like, there's nothing that would prevent them from, like, going into heaven, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess clarification meaning from conception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, I guess that, that's, what I'm, that's what I would like to kind of say when we pray the Hail Mary and say, Hail Mary, full of grace. That's, that, that could be a moment that we remember our baptism and remember the dignity that we're called to. That, that we are called to be full of grace. Like, Mary is a model for us, but she's also, like, the pattern for us, right? She's, she's not just, like, something that, oh, yeah, Mary was perfect. Like, we're called to be perfected in Christ, too. We're called to be full of grace, ultimately, as well. And that, that'll happen in its fullness in, in eternity, in heaven. Um, but, yeah, just kind of mo- meditating on that, that we're called to be full of grace even now. Like, when we receive the Eucharist... We, we're, we're supposed to be so open to those graces that we become full of grace. Like, Jesus' life is grace. And so when we receive Jesus, we're supposed to open ourselves so much up to that that it transforms us forever, that we, we never look back to sin. Right. Yeah, uh, one other thing that kind of comes to mind, too, with the full of grace that, um, that I like to, to meditate on uh, when saying the Hail Mary is that, um, is that she's full of grace and she's also... Um, a dispenser of God's grace, you know, and in dispensing the grace of God, she never loses her fullness of grace. You know, she wants to, as our mother, uh, continue giving to all of her children. If we turn and ask her, um, for the grace of God and she'll say, yes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, she'll give it, uh, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't deplete her supply of grace, you know? And if you think of Mary in terms of like her and the church and like, Mary being a model of the church, that's even more beautiful because it's like 
the church is our mother, and the church dispenses grace through the sacraments to us. Yeah. Right. And the reason that neither the church nor the Blessed Mother runs dry is because the source of that grace is mm-hmm. the Trinity. Right? Yeah. Right. Amen. The infinite supply. <laughs> yeah, God never dries up. All right, so uh, let's move on. So the Lord is with thee is our next part of the prayer. The Lord is with thee. What strikes you when, when you hear those words? Oh, man, lots. Um, the Lord is with thee. I mean, in, in kind of the, uh, my initial thought is always that God is with her um, through the immaculate, or through um, through the conception of Jesus, that he he is now contained within her physically, um, spiritually, uh, in all ways that, that God is with her. So already she's full of grace. So she's full of the free gift of God. So no doubt the Lord is with her in that way. But then she's going to enter into a greater depth of being with God for 33 years <laughs> of his of his human life. And for nine months, think how close God is with her. And that, like, the fact that, like, God, like, Jesus is Emmanuel for Mary in a way that's so close, so intimate. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and what came to mind for me when you said that was the the parts in the Mass where the priest says, the Lord is with you and we respond and with your spirit. And also with you. Yeah. I'm kidding. Wrong. No. <laughs> not anymore <laughs> but that whole you know that um the lord is with you and mary was again that model for us but then also sort of how you were talking about the hail being both wake up world to what's happening in the same way like the lord is becoming incarnate in mary like it's this is the moment. This is where it's where it's happening. The Lord is going to walk with all of you, and He walks mm-hmm. with each of us now, every single day at every yes. moment. Yes, and that that brings brings us to like the, the the idea of the reality rather of discipleship. And I think Mary shows us how to follow Christ. So the Lord is with Mary, but like Mary is also with the Lord. Like it kind of goes both ways. So yeah. we have to walk with the Lord too. We have to stay close to Him. And that's how it kind of applies to us. The Lord is with thee. He's with us right now. He's with us as we're recording this podcast. Um, he's with the people that are now listening to this podcast uh, tomorrow from now. Um, I mean, it's amazing how God operates outside of time, and he's with us constantly. Um, so, like, there's not, there's never a part of our life that he's not with us. Like, when we're going for groceries, when we're doing the laundry, when we're cooking, when we're volunteering here at the parish, when we're, like, reading books. Like, he cares about what we read. He cares about what we watch on TV, um, he's with us throughout our daily life. Yeah, that's so true. Just constantly there. I mean, uh, like you said, he, he cares about everything. And, and in terms of discipleship, I like to think of the, the road to Emmaus, um, where he shows up and he's present with these two um, disciples who are walking. And, uh, and they said, you know, what, um, they're really upset. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? Um, and he, they say, you know, do you not know all the things that happened? And he says, what kind of things? Obviously, he knows what kind of things, but he's interested. You know, that gives us kind of a light into into him and that he's mm-hmm. interested and wants to hear from us, about us, what we're thinking, what we're looking at, what chores we're doing, all that kind of stuff you were just talking about. For sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and there's a there's a verse in Acts that I wanted to kind of bring up here that uh, Peter and John were had gotten a little bit of trouble with with the authorities, and um, when the authorities brought them before them in this kind of trial kind of thing, they said it says they recognized that they, meaning Peter and John, had been with Jesus. So like that, I think that kind of is the essence of discipleship is is being with with the Lord and like knowing that Jesus, like you said, is interested in what we're doing and interested in being a part of our life. That's like the core of discipleship. Well, it's interesting. I think that, that the, uh, that guard knew, um, that they were with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to be said about that. I think that he recognized you all are ones who are with Jesus. Um, and do others see that in us? It's a big question. Yeah. Shall we move on? Let's keep going. But, yeah. Okay. We have a lot more of the prayer to get through, don't we? Um, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll, the rest of it's pretty good too. So we'll, we'll just kind of speed along. All right. So I'll, I'll condense the next two so we can, we can get moving because people have lives. All right. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. So what do you guys think it means? Like what, when you hear the word blessed or blessed, you know, hashtag blessed. We hear it all the time. <laughs> Maybe. Did you just push a hashtag on our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag blessed. Yeah. Talk, share this podcast with your friends. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> but what what do we mean when we say we're blessed? Oh, gosh. what What's not to mean? Um... <laughs> I mean, we say, and we also say God bless you to people. Who sneeze. Yeah. <clears throat> True. <laughs> or, if, or if you're my son, you just say baba. That's what he says. Um, if you sneeze. But... I guess I think the like a blessing from God is. Um, We've got some church bells. Is going. like these beautiful bells. What a blessing! They're, they're a blessing. They are a blessing. Amen. Because they remind us of the of the hour, and they sound beautiful. But I think the idea that it, that God is um, looking out, like think of like a blessing from a king, or the blessing you receive from your father, or when you ask um, the father of your bride if you can have her hand in marriage, I want your blessing. Can I have your uh, approval and support? And and that kind of ties in with the way that Mary is approached, right? That she becomes blessed because God makes an invitation to humanity. Like he invites humanity to enter into a marriage. Yeah. Wow. What beautiful. I mean, I've never considered that mm-hmm. imagery of the getting the father's blessing it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. What are your thoughts on, on blessed? So, um, yeah, like I, I think that, um, well, part of this part of the prayer is coming from the visitation to Elizabeth. And so she says like, blessed art thou among women. Like blessed are you who believed that what God would do, he actually would do. And I think that's kind of the heart of being blessed for us is to trust that like what God says he's going to do, he's going to accomplish. Like blessing isn't really any credit to ourselves. It's all about receiving what God, what God means to give us, like the good gifts that come from above. You know, that makes me think of uh, um, one of the very few times that you hear um, uh, Mary being referenced through his public ministry, where somebody comes up to Jesus and says, blessed is the one who carried you in your womb yeah. and nursed you. And Jesus says, no, rather, blessed are those who uh, do my will, um, and, and that that basically is saying that's how that's how you're blessed, you know, to do the will of the one who sent me. And so that doesn't negate Mary, um, which when you first read that, you're like, well, shoot, man, he just dissed his mom, but he didn't because she is so blessed. Um, 
he told he encompassed her. She's she's like the most blessed, blessed among women, because she did the will of the Father mm-hmm. with her fiat. You know, let it be done to me. Um, and in the Magnificat, I mean, yeah, that's the episode with Jesus, like blessed rather. But Mary herself sings like from this generation, all all gener- all all peoples will call me blessed, right? Yes. From this moment on, everyone will say that I am blessed. And so we should be um, we should be very. Close, uh, very, very. Um, we should be honest about the fact that um, that Mary is blessed, and we can say when someone is blessed, right? Like say the good things that God has done. When we praise someone, we're not saying that they did it on their own steam. We're saying God accomplished that in them. Yeah. So, and I, I think that the second part of that is, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. That you know, where does she get her blessing from? It's the fruit of her womb, yeah. Jesus. That's an important element, you know. Absolutely. So, well, let's keep, let's move to the next let's, part. Uh, well, yeah, the last one, um, let's just move on. So, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So, this is our, this is how we end. So, uh, what is Mary doing for us right now and what will she do at the hour of our death? Gosh, I hope, be like a mom. Yeah, <laughs> being present, you know, uh, um, uh, taking care of us. Well, she's doing exactly what she did. She's bringing Christ to us, hmm. right? In every moment, she is uh, sort of funneling Christ towards us and wanting us to meet her son. I mean, you think of you think of a mother. Um, my my own mother always had this image in her head. She said, "If I meet a young girl, this was back when I was." single um and she said if if she's a if she's a wonderful person i want her to meet my son because i want my son to get married to a a wonderful girl right sure and so that whole idea of like mother trying to introduce people to her son um because of the love of the son right mary loves jesus so much that she wants to introduce each one of us to her son that's so true that's beautiful that's amazing Mary is so awesome. I just kind of, as we round out this podcast, um, I would I would encourage all of you to like really get to know Mary, yeah, because <laughs> she'll lead you to Jesus. One other thought too, or something that's kind of cool, is that she wants to. I mean, she wants to be present. You know, we say now and at the hour of our death. Yeah. I mean, she she wants to be there. She wants to be invited to that moment of our death. In fact, there's a there's different devotions. Um, yeah, we could talk about that in another podcast, kind of the promises that Mary gives in, in different devotions. Let's save that for Our Lady of Sorrows. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. That's one of them, where Our Lady of Sorrows, um, you pray that chaplet, and one of her promises is, "I will, you will see the face of your mother um, mm. at your death. And it's beautiful. It's like, I mean, what a comforting thought to think that she wants to be there. She wants you to go to her, um, because her face will bring so much comfort uh, you know, if you're in a time of trial, even if you think of your kid as a kid or even as an adult, and maybe you're in the having a surgery or something, something very scary happens and your mom shows up, man, it's moving. It's so comforting. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she was there at Jesus's hour of death. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, she was there and she knows, <laughs> she knows how painful death is. Oh yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, anything else that we to round out? That's about it that I got. Pray the Hail Mary. Yeah. Strengthen yourself today and at the hour of your death. And thanks for thinking of this, Anthony. At the kind of 
uh, framing it in terms of discipleship, I think, is really, really neat. I've not thought of the Hail Mary in a lot of those ways that, that this is the disciples' prayer. Absolutely. So it's great. Well, good. Hopefully it's helpful for everybody. Yeah. Anyways, um, well, thanks again, everyone, for listening to our podcast. As always, if you liked what you hear, please share it with your friends. Um, more information will be kind of coming out at our parish in the coming weeks and months. Um, and we also hope to be getting some new gear soon, which will be awesome. So uh, please pray for our ministry and uh, pray that we would just be instruments of the Lord. And uh, also ask for Mary to keep praying for, for us and for our whole parish, for that matter. Um, and until then, next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.